It's a high-stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Last week, five former Canadian World Junior players were charged with sexual assault, four of those players currently on the NHL's payroll. The crimes allegedly took place six years ago after a Hockey Canada gala in London, Ontario. And while many hockey fans might have spent the weekend reveling in the NHL All-Star game, those allegations have many people questioning the state of hockey culture in Canada today. Ron McLean spends a lot of time thinking and talking about hockey in this country. He is the host of Hockey Night in Canada. Ron, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Nice to be here. Good to have you here. What are you thinking about broadly when you watch this story unfold? Well, you know, it's interesting. When we were at All-Star Weekend, I brought 10 books in that I thought were apropos to the topic. And I I was really scrambling. Like, I I think we all find ourselves treading water a little bit uh, when entering... uh, a situation such as we're experiencing right now. I brought in Sheldon Kennedy, of course, why I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I brought in Beverly McLaughlin, truth be told, because she has a chapter called The Final Taboo, which deals with sexual assault. Uh, the ongoing struggle uh, to make it a, uh, you know, gender-neutral subject, uh, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the things you examine. You know, what are the uh, causes of situations? Um, but you have to be so careful. As soon as you uh, hint at maybe it's a, you know, the celebrity factor or the uh, cosmetic factor, whatever, you know, those considerations are, you walk perilously close to crossing the line of blaming the victim. In order for a story to work, it has to be humanized. But in order for an issue to be understood, it can't be individualized. Mm. It is a real complication that I experience in trying to come at this story. Let me ask you about the hockey element of this. You mentioned All-Star Weekend, Mm -hmm. and um, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, was asked specifically about the state of hockey culture at a media conference. Have a listen to what he said. This is not typical of NHL players. These players weren't NHL players in the league playing games at the time this incident, alleged incident, took place. And we're committed to setting the right example and cooperating with hockey organizations at all levels, particularly the youth level, to make sure the message in terms of what is appropriate conduct is delivered. We want people to know that our game is inclusive, welcoming, and safe. Do you think hockey culture is rotten right now? I don't think it's rotten, Matt. Uh, I, I just think you can't put your head in the sand. You can't be concerned with your brand, as as maybe that statement has a, an element of, you know, uh, trying to say, well, it, it happened on a, someone else's watch. So he said, he says us. hockey is inclusive, welcoming, and safe. Which is the goal. And, and, and I do believe, from my experience, you know, when we did the Hometown Hockey Series, we hit close to 200 communities over the span of eight years. Uh, and I could... F- point out the warts or the issues uh, in each region, but I could also uh, point to the incredible, uh, you know, for me, uh, Matt, there was a book, Brian uh, Stevenson wrote a book called Just Mercy, and he begins it with a, a quotation from uh, Reinhold, I believe, is the one who said, love is the motive, justice is the instrument. The love is there, you know, the, the love of the game. I mean, it is one of our, you know, not to, not to sound again, like I'm brand command and trying to polish what it is I do for a living, but 
Honestly, when I when I was at, I often uh, revert to tragedies uh, in order to sort of uh, remind myself of what is good in the game. And as an example, the Humboldt Broncos crash when Kevin Geringer, an educator, president of the Humboldt Broncos, was in front of the cameras throughout that horrible time. Uh, I thought, you know, this is why I still believe because there were a lot of people from the coach to the captain to that president, the coach and captain died in the bus crash, but there were a lot of people invested who were doing the right things and trying to make it welcoming and safe. But this isn't the first time, and that might be a great example of, of the, the culture around hockey, but this isn't the first time that players Lord, no. or coaches have been accused of sexual assault. And I wonder whether there is something within hockey, that's the culture issue, whether there's something within hockey that is toxic. Of course. I, I, I think if, if I was to sort of try to understand it, one of the guesses, and, and I, again, you know, I, I study it endlessly and I think about it endlessly, but I also feel so ignorant, uh, so lost. Um, but I think there's kind of a suspended childhood. You know, we, we admire children for their curiosity, for their exploration, uh, for their willing to try anything. Uh, and then we see them switch uh, and shift to adulthood. Why? Because an adult has to care for somebody else, not just their children or their partner, uh, but other people in the workplace or other people in society. That's what comes with the responsibility of adulthood. There's a spot in the middle that I think, you know, in the case of sport, there might be a bit of a suspense of adolescence to adulthood because you're you're in that uh, group dynamic that says you know let's uh, goof around together let's do this together let's drink together all these risks that you take that are kind of uh, childish behavior uh, are impervious to the lessons of or the wisdom of adulthood so that that's to me not just hockey but it's certainly uh, uh, and then you add the celebrity component uh, so here again I, I, I don't want to uh, you know um, dignify or uh, in any way uh, justify because that's that's the biggest fear that I have you know I'll give you an example well, what's the celebrity component these are five players that have been accused who played at the elite level of hockey, right. four in the NHL. That's right. I mean, the, the hashtag MeToo movement, uh, part of its strength, uh, outside of the fact that it's a great, you know, social advance, is it's Hollywood. And the power of Hollywood to make a change, you know, gives it a, a certain cachet, a certain appeal. Uh, you know, it, this moment, uh, again, uh, and it's why you're exploring the issue, uh, it can be a teachable moment. It can be uh, an important uh, lesson to everybody involved that uh, we have to be constantly on watch for, for the potential of kids to get lost. You know, these are allegations, so they, they have mm -hmm. yet to be sentenced. But uh, whatever happened, these are some of the things you have to consider, but, but by no means as a means of... Uh, uh, excuse. You admitted that there's something toxic about the culture. What is, what is it that's toxic about hockey culture? If it's not rotten, what is it? Well, what is it that's it, toxic? I think you're you're susceptible to all the temptations: winning, fame, money-mindedness. Uh, th those are the things that contribute to making it toxic. Um, those are the things you have to have a, a constant uh, mindful eye on. What's the um, role of the media in that? Do you think? I mean, this story was broken not by hockey insiders who have 
it seems like unlimited knowledge right. of what is going on in the hockey world and what's happening with players. It was broken by investigative reporters. It was broken by people who are outside of that world. Rick West had a TSN. Yeah, but he's an insider to an uh, extent. I, but, I agree with but you. But he's you not know. on the he's not on the power panel talking about no, trades. But he talking. has been, and uh, you know, you, I but do you know, think you know what I'm saying. Do, I, I how, think, how much of uh, of the hockey media is complicit in something like well, this? Well, I don't know that they're complicit, but they might be uh, too busy doing their thing to to reflect and to do the research necessary. They're not, you know, uh, reporters assigned to uh, that kind of journalism. You, you, you obviously require when you do a heavy investigation, um, you need time, you need resources. And we live, as you can imagine, in the ricocheting world of the socials especially, but in all of our media around, uh, around the sport. There, there, there's, you know, I, I forgive them, those who are you know, quote unquote insiders for, for maybe having their eye off the uh, story. You also need the interest though, to see that this is a story, right? To yeah. see that something like this is part of that culture that we're talking about. Yes. Uh, sports ha have had these uh, kinds of situations because it comes down to what? It comes down to power. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you have abuse of power, you have the, the opportunity for uh, children to be uh, taken advantage of and or young adults it's a high-stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You yourself have been accused of, of, of not talking about this issue in past. I mean, there was an well, interview here, that you, there was, so there's an interview that you did. Charged. Well, there's an interview that you did with Gary Bettman. And when, I specifically, oh, that's Kyle Beach, right? Is that the one you're this referring This is around to? The, the, the Chicago Blackhawks yes. incident in which um, there was allegations of sexual assault and, and that the, the team was accused essentially of, of prioritizing, you know, its own mm -hmm. goals. Over the chase the, of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, over the individual player's well-being. And you did an interview with the commissioner and, and after that faced a lot of criticism for not asking for Gary sure. Bettman about this. And, and my theory on that, Matt, was uh, maybe I was wrong, but I didn't want to give Gary Bettman the platform. He was part of the story. So I didn't feel it was responsible to have his side of the story uh, in front of two million viewers and Kyle Beach's side of the story not there. Yeah. So I, I, I felt it would have been an abuse of, of the forum. Uh, it was almost like, a, you know, where you find now everybody's sort of gone undercover because of the legal proceedings. Uh, I just thought it was irresponsible. And again, I, I give, you know, tremendous weight to, uh, to the story, but is a five minute interview in the middle of a Stanley Cup playoff game with one side of the story only, is that really going to do justice? If those kind of issues aren't discussed, particularly in what is a pretty rare interview with the guy who's leading the league, yeah. um, what, what that message sends to the people who are watching. Well, yeah, that's a good question. That's a fair question. But don't you think uh, in the end, we're going to get that brand polishing. We're going to get that evaden, avoidance rather or evasion. Uh, you know, I mean, we all kind of know what the, what the legal side of uh, the commissioner's role. You know, uh, Alison Forsyth, who's a great expert on the subject, she was a uh, a victim of sexual assault, a uh, former Alpine skier with Canada. And as she always said, you know, Ron, go to the experts. Don't, you know, have fellow media colleagues and commissioners and folks who aren't really connected to the heart of, uh, of understanding this story. Don't let them speak. But on the, on the topic of Bettman that day, I just felt that's irresponsible. He, he doesn't get to have 
this platform to give his side of the story, unless Kyle Beach is also on it. What's the role of the NHL, do you think, in addressing this? I'm always, again, conflicted. You know, there's two sides to everything. Uh, do you take a bottom-up approach or do you take the top-down approach uh, to coming at an issue? And you've got to be careful uh, in just going top-down because the gatekeepers can be corrupted. They're, you know, they can be... Uh, looking out for their own interests. This is an opportunity. Catherine Henderson is the new uh, president of Hockey Canada and has uh, done extensive work in this space. What about the league? I mean, we and can talk the, about Hockey then, Canada, but then, what, what should know, the league do? Well, the league should, uh, you know, with Kim Davis in, in, in her uh, role, take a strong position. And I, you know, I, I feel like there was a little bit of brand polishing and I feel there was a, a little bit of uh, fairness in the idea that this is going to court. And uh, as a result, everybody's hamstrung in terms of how much they can say. I do think the NHL has an obligation to be uh, exemplary in its uh, handling of the story, respectful in its handling of the story. And I'm part of an initiative called the Carnegie Initiative, which is, you know, one of those, uh, I'll call them ombudsmans, who, uh, you know, can help to uh, keep on. Uh, same with, uh, you see how Akeem Ali was very dedicated to uh, keeping at mm -hmm. the NHL and sort of the fire to their feet. And issues of race. That's right. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. So you, you, you need those uh, outside uh, influences to, to keep them honest. But I would be proud as you would be uh, of the league to take a, you know, a, an active and serious uh, approach to the subject. Where do you start? If you're going to address that, where do you start? Well, I, you know, it would be nice to have the time. I, 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 we, we did and have done, uh, you know, whole intermissions on, on subjects such as this. You know, you, you get a lot of the, just tuned in to watch the hockey game. You mm -hmm. know, I'm trying to escape here. Uh, my children don't need to hear this, you know, the heaviness of this, this story. And you'll hear that from people? All the time. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, try to uh, stay the course and, and do the, the thing that will, you know, keep that alive and uh, keep the message, you know, which is so important alive. You know, we, we, we are in a time at, whether it was Truth and Reconciliation, Idle No More, Black Lives Matter, we have been in a tremendous decade of social advance. And you, you see the blowback or the, the pendulum, you know, trying to, you know, because the, the fear of losing the status quo, all these things are, are very real in this last decade. But it's important to, uh, that's why I'm here, that's why you're here. Uh, it's important to keep fighting the good fight and, and, and that's, you know, that's got to be in concert with uh, the power brokers, of course. Uh, what about at the lowest level? I mean, you see this, I mean, not just as a referee, but you've been yep. somebody who's been a champion of, of, of hockey, you know, in minor leagues as well. How do you go about addressing, if, if there is an issue with the culture, how do you go about addressing that at the root level? Somehow there has to be a uh, fun uh, element to it that... Uh, that bit of mischief that allows you to really think long and hard about, uh, okay, the fun we're having, at what point does it turn? Uh, at what point do we make everyone feel welcome? I, I, I'm, again, it's kind of beyond the realm of my expertise, and, and I do feel a frustration, but um, I also think, you know, from my 63 years on the planet, uh, you know, knowing that you need the levity, knowing you need the fun, knowing you need the escape, uh, you need the honor, you need the respect, and we got to teach that without it being in such a way that uh, it appears arrogant. Because once it takes on that element, people tend to uh, back off and say, you know, please. So that that's the challenge for 
for us both. People call this a reckoning, this mm-hmm. this story and how it's unfolded over time. What evidence is there that, that that's led to change, do you think, in the game? I can assure you that uh, Hockey Canada will never uh, have uh, a group of teenagers, you know, off doing their own thing. I've certainly spoken to so many people connected with Hockey Canada through the years, and they were always terrified of this possibility. You know, there was a, you, you add, uh, you know, that toxic mix of uh, innocence, uh, youth, as, as uh, Baldwin said, it's the innocence which constitutes the crime. Um, it just seems like we're locked into our selfish little pursuit for that time on earth, uh, and there's no sort of growth, uh, you know, that, that, that systemic injustice that we've all become so aware of that, uh, you know, for me, uh, Matt, the reckoning of the last 10 years has been, oh my God, I was so uh, oblivious to, you know, so blinded to so many things that I should have, should have understood. And but, you think that that's changed within the game? Oh, like, it has to have, yeah. you know, uh, um, if, if not, it has at the leadership levels. You see it in how sponsors uh, mm-hmm. approach their advertising. You see it in how, uh, governance uh, is happening in, in corporations around the country. So yes, there, there has been a, and you know, of course that'll be immediately uh, construed as woke, uh, but good. We, we needed to awaken from, uh, from the slumber of, uh, of stuck. I'll let you go, but let me just ask you oh. a couple of things. One is, what do you say to those people who say, just focus on the game? You know yeah. what? I came to watch the hockey game. I'm not interested oh, in it. Uh, my answer to that is uh, back to Brian Stevenson's uh, Just Mercy. He was a, a lawyer representing prisoners on death row. And at one point, a parent said to Brian, the lawyer, Mr. Stevenson, you must remember, you have people who are loved in your care. And I just thought, what a, what a marching order. You have people who are loved in your care. Well, if I care about hockey and I care about sport and I care about uh, making an impression on uh, adolescence, uh, I have to keep uh, being active in this space. I have to consistently, you know, ruffle a few feathers and, and break away from the, you know, life in a beer commercial uh, in order that your children uh, and, and our colleagues on this planet are, are cared for, are loved. And what do you say to the parents and the young players who are worried about the state of that sport and think, you know what, I'm not going to put my kid in this game because this game has a toxic culture that, 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 that people are worried about. Yeah, what I do think, you say to them? I, I, I certainly wouldn't ever tell anybody what to think, but I, but I would hope that the example usually is what uh, draws you to uh, either the sport or the art or the science. Uh, there's someone doing exemplary work uh, and you see that, that person operate like a Connor McDavid uh, sort of overhauling the NHL All-Star weekend last weekend and taking it back to what makes the sport appealing in the first place. Sport, not comedy, not art, not showbiz. Um, I, I think, you know, you will always have those uh, uh, folks out there who are, are inspiring you to want to do just like that person. Simple as that. And, and, I, and luckily, you know, McDavid is the star. Uh, Connor Bedard's the new star. Uh, Macklin Celebrini from North Vancouver, the same place as Bedard, which is funny. It's like we had Crosby and McKinnon come out of Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia. So that was an example of he can do it, I can do it. Um, the parents, just watch, you know, and, and uh, if your child would prefer to be a Kia nurse or a Sarah nurse, it's totally up to them. Uh, but it's there for, uh, for you to be inspired, and I hope you enjoy it because it is it is a joy in the end. And you're confident that it can be that joy for oh, everybody? Oh, I think so. I, I, you know, again, I, that would sound like I'm uh, caring for what it is that I do for a living, but 
love the game, love love the uh, elements of the game, love the winter element of our game. You know, it's uh, whether we like it or not, uh, you know, ice and maple syrup and some of these things, frozen maple syrup, th- these are us. And uh, I, I mean, that you could say, well, maybe that wasn't, uh, you know, uh, someone who's from, uh, you know, the warmth of other suns. Um, it's still us. And, and I think, you know, the fact that, Peewees will gather in uh, Quebec City for the carnival, and folks will lace them up on the Rideau Canal. Uh, it's all good. It's uh, it's it's worth uh, taking care of, and that's why it's important we do what you're doing here, Matt. I'm glad you're here, Ron. Thank you very much. Yeah, pleasure. Ron McLean is the host of Hockey Night in Canada on CBC Television. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.